Welcome to MoFo Perspectives, a podcast by Morris and Forster, where we share the perspectives of our clients, colleagues, subject matter experts, and lawyers. Welcome to MoFo's Asia Sustainability Puzzle Series. My name is Marsha Ellis. I am global co-chair of MoFo's private equity practice. In our 2022 report, we concluded that sustainability work had become a clear priority for GPs headquartered in Asia, with most organizations devoting increasingly significant resources to this area. However, we also noted that work was at an early stage for many in the region. One year later, we discovered that most Asia headquartered GPs have some of the pieces of the sustainability puzzle in place but few have completed the entire puzzle just yet. In this podcast, Shireen Tang, managing partner of the MoFo Singapore office, and I will briefly highlight the key findings of our 2023 report. One notable takeaway is that while GPs are making some progress, there are indications that funds are taking a pause on sustainability efforts. Our data shows that Asia-based GPs are dedicating additional resources to sustainability efforts. 43% of our respondents have both an ESG committee and an ESG specialist, up from 8% in 2022. And 48% say that their ESG committee is solely dedicated to ESG matters, which is up from 39% a year ago. However, GPs remain reluctant to include sustainability performance metrics in remuneration structures. 83% of our respondents had not linked investment team compensation to ESG goals or targets. Also, the responses show that work on sustainability policies and implementation has slowed from last year. 90% of our respondents have made no recent changes to their ESG policies and have not done further work on the implementation of any policies that they may have had. Some of this is due to the concerns raised by their own principals or investment professionals or by their limited partners. There are many factors that may be resulting in GPs taking a bit of a pause on rolling out additional sustainability policies, including the uncertain economic environment which may be resulting in shifted priorities, and concern about political backlash against ESG policies in global markets, particularly in the U.S. Marsha will be discussing the impact of this backlash on Asia-headquartered GPs with the head of our global ESG practice, Susan McCormick, in a subsequent podcast in this series. Another key finding is that there seems to be a growing consensus that a focus on sustainability can drive an increase in value and returns. Respondents in our survey recognize the potential for strong and improving sustainability performance to drive value and returns. 91% of our respondents have invested in a company with a negative or neutral ESG credentials, expecting to increase its valuation by improving these metrics. 84% of our respondents believe positive ESG metrics will increase the valuation of a target. 71% of respondents say ESG was part of the investment thesis when they went through a portfolio exit. 
there is growing evidence that improvements in sustainability metrics can drive higher valuations when GPs dispose of portfolio companies. As regulations in the EU and elsewhere begin to require disclosure of, for example, carbon emissions throughout the supply chain, portfolio companies will be put under pressure by their customers to reduce emissions and will lose business if they can't keep up with and in fact exceed their competitors in terms of sustainability metrics. One specific area we asked respondents about this year is diversity, equity, and inclusion. 73% of respondents have identified clear and measurable DEI goals, and 58% of them have conducted internal training on DEI for management and staff and/or communicated the importance of DEI internally and externally. 39% of respondents do consider DEI issues during the due diligence phase when evaluating a deal. While some large Asia-headquartered GPs have started to make progress in having women investment professionals on their teams, and most pan-Asian GPs have ethnic diversity in that, for example, their India investment team will be made up of Indians and their China investment team will be made up of Chinese, ethnic diversity within teams may be hard to achieve given the business requirements of language capabilities in order to negotiate deals. Clearly, more work needs to be done on defining what diversity should mean at Asia-headquartered PE funds. Another specific area that we asked our respondents about this year is responsible technology. While 80% of respondents say they have adopted or make it a requirement to adopt responsible tech at portfolio companies, a full 20% either do not take this action or are unfamiliar with the concept. 50% of our respondents mentioned that there are competing priorities for tech innovation over responsibility and social considerations at their firms. Data privacy and cybersecurity are the top concerns among respondents, while AI ranks last despite the power and complexity that this innovation presents. It seems that many of our respondents simply equate responsible technology with data privacy and cybersecurity without considering the wider definition of responsible technology. That is, designing, developing, and using technology in such a way that everyone benefits. We also thought it was notable that our respondents ranked AI last among their concerns. Our partners, Loka Morel, Gordon Milner, and Rongjing Zhao, will discuss responsible tech in a subsequent podcast in this series. Our partners Gordon Milner and Steve Tron will discuss how AI can be used by GPs and their portfolio companies in yet another podcast in this series. Another specific area that we asked our respondents about this year is carbon emission reductions and decarbonization. Respondents are taking action to improve performance in this regard. 91% have formal procedures at the fund or portfolio level for collecting analyzing, and reporting on climate-related data. Monitoring evolving reporting standards and guidelines was the most frequent action that respondents are taking to comply with the increasing and evolving reporting requirements. Many of them are also turning to third-party professionals to assist with ESG matters, with 86% of respondents seeking third-party assistance 
with policymaking, procedure formulation, and KPI design. Reducing carbon emissions is quickly becoming an economic necessity as customers, who themselves are under scrutiny to reduce carbon emissions in their entire supply chains, demand that companies reduce their emissions or they will take their business elsewhere. In a subsequent podcast in this series, Susan McCormick, the head of our global ESG practice, and our partner Para Lindbergh will discuss the use of carbon credits to offset emissions and the upcoming disruption in the carbon credit market. Thanks very much for listening to our Key Findings podcast. We hope that you will listen to subsequent podcasts in this series and read our full report. If you have comments or questions, please contact us at ESG at mofo.com. Please make sure to subscribe to the Mofo Perspectives podcast so you don't miss an episode. If you have any questions about what you heard today or would like more information on this topic, please visit mofo.com slash podcasts. Again, that's mofo, M-O-F-O dot com slash podcasts.